Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And we're going to the cinema. It's Friday night. It's just the two of us. It's date night. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. It's way past our bedtime. Yes. And we're going to a horror movie. For obvious reasons, it's almost Halloween. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost. Um, and, it, and we're going to a movie called yeah. Halloween. Is that what it's called? Halloween? Yeah, it's called Halloween. What oh. did you think we were going to? No, no. I, kn- I knew it was... I just thought there was a, another bit to the title. Oh, well, interesting you say that, uh, because the <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like second should be. Halloween something, you know, part two. This is the third movie in the Halloween franchise to be called Halloween. Right, okay. And nothing else. <laughs> so there um, was the original Halloween in 1978. Then uh, Rob Zombie remade Halloween. A reboot, so to speak. About ten years ago or so. And, and then, then there was even a Halloween 2. There's two Halloween 2s. Okay. Because he did a sequel to his reboot, okay. and there was obviously the original sequel. Sounds amazing. And this one, this one, okay, is a direct sequel to the first Halloween from 1978, but it's disregarding all other sequels. Okay. Which technically makes this Halloween 2. Right. Or Halloween Part 2, as I said it should be called. But this is the third Halloween 2, <laughs> okay. which would make it Halloween 2 Part And three. I have to confess that I have kind of seen some of the Halloween movies and get the gist of them but have never sat and watched a full one yeah what about you have you seen a lot of them um I've yes I've seen quite a few it's the kind of movie that you're kind of like yeah I've seen bits of it I don't care to go back and watch it again but I'm actually excited to see this one because it's doing really well will I read you some fun facts (laughs) yes (laughs) this is from Jamie Lee Curtis's Twitter sounds like a lot of fun Biggest horror movie opening with a female lead. Biggest movie opening with a female lead over 55. Second biggest October movie opening ever. Behind Venom, she didn't say. What movie is she talking about? She's talking about Halloween. And then biggest Halloween opening ever. So they're pretty big stats. Biggest... uh, Hang on now. That last one's misleading. Is it the biggest Halloween opening ever? Or is it the biggest (laughs) Halloween opening ever? I don't know. We should tweet Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Well, clearly, it's not Halloween right now, so it's not the biggest Halloween opening ever. Interesting. Which means it's the biggest stuff. Halloween opening ever. Right, Jamie, we'll be questioning you on that last one. <laughs> but other than that, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm ex- I don't go to horror movies ever. We've done very few on this podcast. We went to, what was the one we went to a few months ago with your friend Alex? Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary, that was scary. And is that the only one we've ever done on this podcast? We also, uh, well, we're about to do another Halloween movie. As in, as in we're doing a Halloween, not the series. We're doing a movie. So we did, last year we did a, a poll asking people to pick on Twitter. A scary movie. Let's use the word scary, not scary Halloween. scary movie yeah. that Cathy hadn't seen. And we saw The Exorcist, which we, we both it. really liked. So we did that again this year. So that poll is now on our Twitter at The Cinemile. It's probably going to be finished by the time you've heard this. Uh, you're hearing this. At the this. moment, I so think The Sixth Sense is ahead. And I'm like, yeah, but I've... I know the ending of Sixth Sense, so I don't know if there's any point in me watching the movie. Well, we'll talk about that when we'll and if you're watching it. So we will either be watching this weekend The Sixth Sense, the original Halloween from 1978, The Wicker Man from the 70... forget the... 73? And uh, The Lost Boys. Which I want to see what is what's coming third. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're rambling on. Um, we don't normally go to horror movies. This is the third or fourth horror movie of this podcast in a lot of episodes. So yeah, exciting times. All right, so uh, yeah, we'll see you, see you on the other side. side of Halloween. The movie, Ooh. not the the date. Ooh. Are you all right? Oh, that was a ghost. <laughs> that wasn't me. Oh, no. <laughs> God. He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! And therein lies the best part of the movie. <laughs> no, did you not enjoy it? Do you know what? It started so strongly. I was like, this is really confident. I really enjoy it. Obviously appreciated the fact that there was a podcast plot. I really enjoyed <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. And I thought the setup was really strong, honestly. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot to say for this movie I think it's a good movie I really do um, but for me by the end I was a little bit over it and got bored by the end and felt that it dragged a bit do you think it was good though? oh I think it's a very serviceable okay. horror movie I think it I was f- good and I really enjoyed a lot of the direction I thought there was good flair to it yeah same I feel like we should give a, a quick synopsis of what the, of what where we are here just for anybody who's who's <laughs> unaware of what the Halloween I mean, thing is all about. So it's been 40 years since the first one. All the other ones have been ignored. So 40 uh, years since Jamie Lee Curtis was um, the victim uh, when loads of her friends or whatever were murdered and she survived and and she's grown into this world-weary woman who lives in kind of a fort and has had quite a sad life. And that was interesting, you know, the exploration of how a victim lives her life after this. I, I found that really compelling. And like how her relationship with her daughter suffered, and then forty years later, to the day, to the day, Michael Myers, um, no, a day before, two really annoying, intrepid podcasters was quite funny show up with the same recorder as we do, or very similar to ours, and they're um, quite serious, and I think like it's a, they're clearly like 
supposed to be kind of serial-esque type people and um, they want to get behind the story and they want to interview Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis and anyway they they kind of set the whole thing off and on Halloween Mike Myers escapes and yeah, terror blah, blah, blah. He esca- look, yeah he escapes and there's murders right? yeah. um, you're the one who wanted to do a synopsis yeah but you were taking forever well I don't know why we needed to do a synopsis at all um, first of all we're never that annoying when we're podcasting <laughs> right yeah right immediately I was um, like they need to die they were so annoying the two <laughs> podcasters <laughs> Um, and they kept making so so many mistakes, like like from a from a setup point of view. <laughs> so they're recording someone talking, and they're faced away from her. Like even point, I know what I'm doing. Not to pointing do the microphone <laughs> at them. Um, and they didn't have the thing we have over ours, where you like uh, block wind. Yeah, and the even though they, they were recording outside. Yeah, I mean, come on, yeah, guys. Come on. Um, and there was also a really annoying bit where the podcasters are interviewing Jamie Lee Curtis in her own home, and she puts the recorder on a table, and then we get this wide shot of the living room and they are they could not have been sitting further <laughs> away from each other there's no way that table was picking up anything from Jamie Lee Curtis but Dave your thoughts on the movie it's really <coughs> cold we need to this is a, this is going to be the quickest cinema ever um, I yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good I thought it was a d- really decent uh, decent little slasher flick decent little slasher flick we've established it's a very big slasher flick yeah, whatever I mean uh, I'll, Horror movies are profitable. I'm, I don't pay attention to the box office, and it's not a sign of quality. I'm not but saying this, it's a. I'm saying this isn't a little horror flick. It is. It is little. It was made for ten million. That's why it's so. These movies are so profitable. No, I'm something. not talking about. I'm just saying it's not like in the zeitgeist. It's a big deal. So don't dismiss it as a little flick. That, okay. Well, I'm gonna keep going with the word little because <laughs> it is little. It's it's little in the grand scheme of things. I'm not gonna talk about this five years from now it's not oh I'm not going to talk about it five minutes from now it's not it didn't revolutionise anything it was um, it's a a, very nice sequel though yeah it's very well put together it's got some lovely thematic ideas in here Uh, really fine performance from Jamie Lee Curtis it it ticks all the boxes you want from a Halloween movie from a slasher movie since this is the franchise that is the genesis of all those tropes so it hits ticks all those boxes it's fun it's um and uh, yeah directorial flair david gordon green i think is the the name of the guy who did this who's uh directed pineapple express and, oh, wow. and actually the one of the co-writers of this movie was danny mcbride oh you, i did notice that yeah so there's a lot of like nice little comedic touches to this as yeah, well Yeah, there was a few laughs but it's confident there's a whole section in the middle this isn't a spoiler but um, where we see we follow we, there's a great tracking shot following Michael Myers um, around the neighbourhood and I thought that was oh, really really oh that was really, amazingly well done yeah <coughs> really well executed and it really captured the chaos of actually if there was a serial killer on the loose on Halloween that's scary because everyone's in costume and everyone's doors are open and 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 it was really there's yeah we I mean we don't want to go spoilery but yeah that was an amazing shot that's we actually both turned to each other and went this is awesome very quietly of course that um, was that was that was the did best you bit. feel it lagging towards the end though yeah it it's not it's not a long movie by its running time but it felt long yeah. and I was quite just over it at about the end, three I felt quarters of the way them, through like checking our watches at the same time yeah one one too many sequences I think it could have. Um, could have done with it maybe 20 minutes less I think it could movie. have been scarier like for an 18s movie there was no real scares for me There's it's okay it's difficult with this genre because it has been done to death there's been 11 of these not only that it's been aped for 40 years <laughs> I know so there, there's no way like 
this this movie um, f- doesn't really hold a. I mean, the Halloween original doesn't really hold a, a dear place in my heart because we were we're the kind of the wrong generation for this. We grew up in the '90s, so for for me anyway, it was Scream. Yeah, love was, Scream was the big one, and that in itself was a parody of the the tropes that were set out by this movie 20 years previously so this is so well established that when you're playing in this this ball pit it can't really be scary or it, it, no it, it could it still be scary come on there wasn't even any good jump scares really like like they could have which I, I was well there was lots of jump scares yeah but there but was no moment where the whole audience kind of gasped or you know when you're at a horror movie and, and there can be really fun communal gasps I didn't yeah. feel that in the screening um, but it was suspenseful. It was sufficiently suspenseful. It was sufficiently suspenseful. I'll agree with that. I think we should get to su- suspiciously, su- sufficiently suspenseful spoiler street. <laughs> All right. It's very cold. Turning onto spoiler street now for for Halloween. Okay, so spoiler street. My my real only point is, they spend so long setting up, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, potential house of horrors. Right, like we're talking Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. This trap she's setting. And then when it gets down to it, so she makes this big fuss of, for example, we need to have all the lights off. Yet she walks around with the flashlight, immediately drawing attention to herself wherever she goes. She has mannequins everywhere. Why? Why yeah, are why? there mannequins all over why your house? She have a room You're of not mannequins. doing anything with them. And when it actually comes to hunting Mike Myers, he hides behind a fucking mannequin and you can find him, okay? Yeah. So what are you doing? It was pathetic. That was her strategy. And then it didn't come together for me at the end with her, the daughter, and the granddaughter and that whole trapping him in the basement thing. No, I liked that. That worked for me. But it didn't work for me because it didn't feel like they deserved it. It felt like an accident that they got him down there. I didn't feel like he'd been lured. Like, why was Jamie Lee Curtis searching room by room and then caging off each room as she searched it that was clever cage them off before he ever gets there so he has no rooms to go into yeah but yeah but if he's in there you've trapped him and if he's not in there he's one less room to go to no i it's don't smart. buy it it's, it's not just live in a smaller house like if i wanted to live in a house <laughs> yeah. that was really impenetrable i wouldn't live in one that that's that big and full of mannequins it's a top and has balconies off rooms it's a top tip you know if you're gonna trap a serial killer do it in a two-bed semi and just stay down in the basement like they were perfectly safe and then they all left the basement no but i was thinking that the whole time like what are you doing you're all idiots but then it turned out that it was all a trap it wasn't a cage it was a trap. Yeah, so so to be fair, it did kind of make sense then. The bit I found interesting was the stuff about how um, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, how she was raised, which was like feral, and, and she was raised to be, you know, always feeling like she needed to protect herself and be hunted and like had a really fucked up childhood. Yeah. And the social services came when she was 12 and took her away. But that's interesting. And I wanted to know, well, how did social services know they sh- to call them? Okay, they should have spent way more time on that. Yeah, because Judy really Greer's, interesting. Judy Greer's character wasn't developed enough. No. Um, because Judy Greer ended up just playing the same suburban mom that we've seen her play in the last ten roles. Yeah. And she's a really good actress and a really good comedic actress. And she, I'd just like to see her do something a bit more interesting and they didn't give her enough to work with even though that was the most interesting plot. Yeah, it was and they really have, interesting. They could have focused way more on that stuff and her and her mother's relationship which we didn't get... Uh, did, wasn't established enough for the payoff at the end to be rewarding. Um, and what they could have done to focus more on that is cut the podcasters completely because they were pointless. Cannon well, they fodder. were kind of the impetus to the whole thing, though. Yeah, but it was I enjoyed pointless. them. Yeah, but they were they were gone within ten minutes. Cut. I think they should have cut the granddaughter. We do not need to see yeah. another teenager at a school dance 
having a fight with her boyfriend. That's exactly what I was going to say. Running into the forest. The boyfriend <laughs> plot went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, didn't have a resolution. It was pointless. It was really she was only there to have friends that he that Michael Myers could kill. Yeah. Because you have to have teenagers. Uh, having sex actually the only person in the uh, movie that I genuinely had any feelings about dying was the friend the blonde uh, babysitter <laughs> really oh she, her. she was great she's such a good actress and I need to look her up because oh, I recognise her let's do it live really annoying me no you let's talk. not do it live please okay um, but so anyway she's the only one I actually care <laughs> that she died um, and I really enjoyed the relationship she had with the little kid she was yes that stuff was great but again this isn't a, a movie about babysitters being killed this is Jamie Lee Curtis's story and her daughter's story and and don't bother doing all that stuff as well. And that's probably where they could have shaved the time off. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just, I just found that stuff not compelling. And like you said, you know, we've seen it in Scream, even if we've not seen the original Halloween. The, the, well, that's the problem. They're in a little bit of a tricky situation because they want to do something. All the stuff that was new and interesting, which was the Jamie Lee Curtis uh, daughter, granddaughter, all that relationship stuff was interesting. But it's still a Halloween movie and they want to tick the boxes. So you have to have the teenagers and you have to have the knife and blah, 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 blah. I blah. did enjoy all the knife shots. <laughs> I enjoyed the knives coming. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of knifing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, look, there's not much. Honestly, I, don't, I think we should stop talking because it's really cold. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> the temperature's just dropped really suddenly tonight. <laughs> Do you think if we stop talking, you'll get warmer instantly? I think, yeah. Um, well, I definitely think, I mean, I see why it's a success. I enjoyed it for the most part, but by the end was like, well, when's this going to end? Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, but I love, I mean, you know the music was the highlight, the use of the music. Even I recognise the music, and as I said, I don't think I've ever really seen the movies. Did you know that Michael Myers' mask is a William Shatner mask? No, but his mask's properly scary. I genuinely did think that. Do we know? Is it the same actor playing him? No, no, we don't. No, know. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, someone will tell us. <laughs> go find, go listen I mean, to a proper movie podcast the, if you want the end, these answers. Um, at the end, it doesn't really matter because we never saw his face, and it was clearly a young man in the body. Like once the mask was on, it was just a young man walking around in that suit, like his stunt double. I like, I like that they never give you a full glimpse of his face. That like yeah. the little teasers like, of it are a lot scarier. And he, I just loved when the podcasters were goading him. I just thought, oh, I cannot wait for you that guys was, to die. But even that guy, sorry, that guy, was such the a tool. Guy was the way so in the beginning, he's holding the mask. Guy, you can feel it. Can't you, yeah, Michael? that was weird. You can feel it. But I it. thought all that stuff in the mental institution was really scary. Like, I was loving all that stuff. Yeah, and the yellow suddenly, line was a good little yeah, touch. Yeah, and so, like, I would say the opening kind of 20 minutes, I really, really loved and was really surprised at myself. And and I think they were probably the more original bits. Um, and, and the bit after the the bus has crashed. First of all, I love that they didn't show <gasps> us the bus crashed. yeah. Very clever. That was so good. And that little kid gunner and shooting people was a surprise. Um... Yeah, that, was, that even that bit was interesting. Yeah. But just like there's a lot of lovely little, little moments like that with the father and the son in the car, and then they come upon uh, upon the bus crash, and then you just see the the people in white walking <laughs> on either side yeah, of the car. Yeah, that that's, was scary. That's a scary setup. Actually, do you know? I think I've just pinpointed the moment it all went downhill. It was after that amazing tracking shot of him on Halloween night and the babysitter being killed, and then it was just business as usual it's a little bit all over the place yeah. it's kind of a movie in several parts yeah and they don't all gel together but there's a lot of really fine ideas in here I thought and I thought it, I thought it was fun and I think if you if you're listening to this a year from now and it's uh, available on your television right now I would have no problem recommending it for a for a sort of Friday night popcorn few beers kind so you're of not vibe. recommending it for the cinema then I don't know if you're I think if you're a diehard Halloween fan maybe but I, I guess it's fine I don't know depends on what you what you yeah, whether you think you get value out of 
spending 15 pounds yeah. <laughs> on this i probably wouldn't um but what i would say you should do is you should subscribe to the cinema on spotify oh, because we're now on spotify yeah. um which we're very excited by yeah we're on spotify yeah. you might be listening to us on spotify right now <laughs> one of our 10 listeners on spotify hello yeah um you can also subscribe on apple Podcasts, and if you do so we'd love you to leave us a lovely review or anywhere else you listen to podcasts and also subscribe to us on twitter facebook instagram we do lots of fun things on Twitter and Instagram in particular. We do lots of nice polls and, you know, you get to pick movies we're going to review. So please follow us there. And thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Be safe. Good night. Lock your windows, OK? I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>